and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you may bear, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Eleventh and last, these things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Shall we say amen to the reading of the word? Amen. Glory to God. I just want to, in short, speak this morning on the theme that has been given to me, connected to the source. Amen. As Bishop was praying, I think he mentioned the word source about three or four times. And that just made me think that we're on a, we're on a flow this morning. We are connected in the spirit. Amen. Connected to the source. Praise God. The world that we live in today is often referred to as an age of information. Have you heard that saying? Yeah. Mom, can I say greetings to you? Kareem's mom is in the house. God bless you. So good to have you here this morning. Hallelujah. The world in which we live in today is often referred to as the age of information. Amen? The age of information. Everybody knows that, that, that technology has, has abounded to an extent where it kind of just blows our minds. The advent of the, of the internet has created such a wealth of information and connectivity that it's almost beyond human comprehension. There is nothing that you can't find information on. Amen? Amen. Just one touch of a button opens up this world of information and connectivity that sometimes when I, when, I, when I realize and look and think as to how the internet has developed over the years, it's absolutely uh, astounding. Amen? Would you agree? The age of encyclopedias, I heard my wife say, is over. I remember when, when, when black parents used to buy those big, thick encyclopedias, put them in the cupboard, nobody ever used them. Nobody ever read them, but they were always there as a source of information for when the children them are ready. But nobody ever seemed to use them. And now they have no use. They might as well be deleted or, or thrown away because the, the amount of information that you can get a hold of by just touching a button far outweighs any information that you can find within a dictionary or not a dictionary, you know, whatever they call it, you know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. So we're living in this incredible time, this incredible age of instant access. Praise God. This instant access that we have as that we have now also, even though we live in an age of information, we also live in an age of what is called hyper-connectivity. Anybody ever heard that term? Hyper-connectivity. Anybody heard the term? No? And it is this connectivity with the world around us that is beginning to define modern society. It is unthinkable that a mere 10 years ago, Society wasn't connected as it is today. Being able to access the internet on your mobile device was almost non-existent, don't it? Even 10 years ago, it was very difficult. 10, 15 years ago, it was difficult to connect to the internet on a mobile device. Yeah? It just happened. 
really quickly opening up this world hallelujah of connectivity to us praise God uh, being able to access the internet of all is almost non-existent and people could go for days without the almost compulsive need to check social media feeds praise God every 10 minutes is anybody hooked on social media Ash, thank you for telling the truth. Is anybody hooked on social media? You know, sometimes you're hooked on social media and you don't even know that you're hooked. You, sometimes you have a phone in your pocket or a device and you have this compulsive urge just to reach it. My, my, wife, my wife told me about my compulsive urge the other day. Glory to God. That is something I need to deal with. Because every time my phone is near me, I just have this compulsive urge to pick up the phone because why because i want to be connected to this world that is feeding me so much information i always want to know what's going on and i, I, I even i try to resist it sometimes i try to put my phone outside and just get this urge this is this calling to try to to put my hand on the phone because i need to know what's going on Hallelujah. Thanks, Ash, for telling the truth, but there's nobody else here who, 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 who understands what I'm talking about. Neil, thank you, Simon. Well, there's a few others now who are putting their hands up. This compulsive urge to be connected. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. No wonder it's called the World Wide Web. You know, web just has the ability to be able to, 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 to trap you. I don't fully understand the mechanisms and the way that Facebook and social media work, but I just believe with all my heart there is something very sinister and very dark behind it. Because anything that has the ability to capture somebody's attention and to hold it for so long and to be enable you to want to go back to see what's going on, I believe that there is a pulling power. They, they say that if your children have a, a Kindle or some kind of electrical device, that if you allow them to go on it for two hours at a time, what actually happens is, is there's something like, it, it starts to draw the child into what is going on on the screen. Are you hearing me? That they too, from a very early age, begin to develop a mindset where they need to have this computer as soon as my son wakes up in the morning, he says, Daddy, Mommy, can I have my Kindle? Does anybody else wrestle with that? Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 You know, sometimes we wish that we could go back to the the good old days. And don't you wish sometimes that you could just go back to the, the good old days when things weren't computer-led, where you would be able to just have playtime with your friends and family. I remember when I was young, no Kindles, no electronic devices. Me and my brothers used to spend our time playing either football, cricket, or building go-karts. We used to have this thing about building go-karts. We used to make our own go-karts. We used to go down to Birchfield and down the underpass and let this thing go. And we used to have fun. Wouldn't it be nice to go back to the good old days 
where your child is not captivated by electronic devices? Wouldn't it be back to go, go back to those good old days when Facebook never run things? When your private life was private? Oh, glory to God. Wouldn't it be nice, Brother Anthony, to go back to those days when everybody didn't know your business? And I would encourage you, Facebook, is, you know, when you're leaving home and going on holiday and going all about the place, stop telling people where you've gone. You can be, all you're doing is inviting the mass media out there to know that you are not at home so they can broke your yard and teeth your teeth. So, so please stop telling people where you've gone and you've gone on holiday. Everyone will like say, oh, I'm at this hotel, oh, I'm at this place, oh, I'm at that place. And the teeth are thinking, okay, we know where you live. You know, it's not hard for people to find out where you live these days. We live in such a world of it. Google yourself. Have you ever Googled yourself, Mr. Tracy? <laughs> when you Google yourself, you will find your own information as to where you live. In fact, the, 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 they will pan the, the cat right onto you which part where you live. And they can tell you right where the door is. The thing just kind of, it just kind of zooms in. Because we live in a world of connectivity. Anybody can find out any information about you. So the good old days are finished. You better believe it. So if you want to live in your own private world, which we all would like to do, I'm telling you that nothing seems to be private again these days. Why? Because we live in a world of connectivity where there is an insatiable appetite for everyone to be connected to what is going on around them. Are you hearing me today? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The big world that we once lived in has now become very small. And the reason why people almost find it impossible to function without the need for their smartphones or tablets is that most of us want to stay connected to what is happening all around us. Hallelujah. And if you think this world is connected now, you better get ready for what is to come. Oh, are you hearing me today? Because if you think this world is connected now, there is more to come that's going to erode, not erode, but invade your privacy even more. You better get ready. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because there are greater advances in hyper-connectivity which are just around the corner. Believe it or not, it's unthinkable that two-thirds of the world's population does not yet have internet connection. Yeah? Two-thirds of the world does yet does not yet have internet connected connection. Praise God. But Google, Google, however, they have a plan to change all of that. Hallelujah. By initiating a project called the Project Loon. Has anybody heard of the Project Loon? No? Okay, you're getting some information today. Amen? The, infinite, the Project Loon will see balloons. I don't know what type of balloons. Traveling on the edge of space and delivering the internet to areas that are not yet connected. Amen? So those areas that are not yet connected are going to be connected. So this, this big wide world is going to become even smaller because there's going to be internet connection absolutely everywhere. Nobody can hide. Are you hearing me today? Hallelujah. Google's great competitor, Facebook, 
They're also planning to deliver broadband internet around the world. Facebook will use solar-powered planes that will deliver internet connection through lasers. This is all to come. And it all sounds very futuristic, but it is happening right now before our very eyes. Hallelujah. Such is the need then. Because man has a compulsive desire to truly see a total global connection. Another area where connectivity will increase is super fast 5G connectivity. Have you heard of 5G connectivity that is to come? You've heard of 3G, which is pretty all right. Now we're on 4G, don't you? I'm on 4G. And that is kind of, it's faster than 3G. But there is coming another innovation, the 5G connectivity. Glory to God, which will be a super fast connectivity. When 3G came along, the consensus was it would never go any further. But now connection is moving past the speedy 4G to the impossibly fast 5G connectivity. This promises to be the fastest remote internet connection yet. But experts claim that 5G will offer fewer connection dropouts. You know, sometimes even with 4G, you can have connection dropouts from time to time. You lose your internet because of the speed of it. But 5G, there are going to be no connection dropouts. Hallelujah. It will have the ability to control multiple devices and progress us to having the ability to control inanimate objects through an internet connection. Anybody ever saw those futuristic films with driverless cars? Did you see them many years ago? Driverless cars. Driverless cars are a reality. Glory to God. They're on our doorstep. Are you hearing me? And it will all happen through internet connections and this 5G will usher it all in. Hallelujah. These driverless cars are going to have the ability to speak to each other to avoid accidents. Have you heard about smart cities? Smart cities are to come. Where a whole city will be wired up, connected totally. Have you heard about smart roads and smart motorways? Are you hearing me today? I think a stretch on the M1, Bishop, I don't know if you've seen it, where they're wiring up a smart motorway. These things are happening before our very eyes. Why? Because connectivity is the order of the day. The world has to connect everything and everyone. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you worried? I'm not worried. Because as big as Google are, as big as Facebook are, there is one bigger and one greater. And his eyes, they go up and down in the earth to see in whom he can find himself strong. Our God is watching the watchers. So when they watch us, you don't need to be worried because our God is watching them, Sister Corinne. Are you hearing me today? So let technology increase. Amen? Let all the thinkers continue to think and develop. Let technology increase as it will. 
Because I've come to let somebody know that our God is still in control. Amen. Are you hearing me today, somebody? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So all of these connectivity initiatives might seem a bit unnecessary to some. But with a predicted 50 to 100 billion internet connected devices predicted by the end of 2020, it is becoming essential. Hallelujah. So how does this quest to be connected to all that is around us affect those who are called to be in the world but not of the world? Hallelujah. Many of us quote that what that caption that I just used as a, a scripture, but it's not an actual scripture. Are you hearing me today? It's not an actual scripture. Many of us quote it as scripture, but whilst it is not a direct biblical quote, its notion is consistent with the teaching of the New Testament. John 15 and 19 tells us, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world. Because of this, the world hates you. John 17, 14, and 16 says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of this world, even as I am not of this world, but to keep them from the evil one. I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but to keep them from the evil one. They are not of this world, even as I am not of the world. First John 2 and 15 says, Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. So what does it mean to be in the world, but not a part of the world? In order to affect the world, we must be in it. Are you hearing me today? But without allowing the practices of this world to influence the way we live our lives. We have to be in the world to influence the world, but not allow the world to influence us. We have to be influencers, but not influenced by the culture and the times in which we are living. Are you hearing me today, church? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In other words, Jesus and the New Testament writers were encouraging us to continue our relationships with, with the world, but be careful to live our lives in a way that pleases God not the culture that we see surrounding us. Oh, glory to God. We can then use the things and culture we see around us to help us in our own spiritual lives and also to effectively communicate the gospel to others. Praise God. Jesus used the things around him and the culture of his day to help to communicate the gospel to others. Jesus used techniques such as farming, agriculture, fishing, slavery, foods like bread, the staple diet of the day, to communicate the gospel. And we ought to use the things that are a part of our world to do the same. Are you hearing me today, church? So this age of connectivity in which we live, we need to use those tools that are available in the age of connectivity to be able to enhance and to spread the gospel. The major theme of our day is connectivity. And if we can use this tool to enhance our own lives and also to reach others. The quest for connectivity with the world can easily be rerouted with a quest to be connected to God. Amen? We can use the theme of connectivity 
we can reroute it, turn it around, and make sure that we as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ are connected to God. We can use that to reach others. Are you hearing me today, somebody? Hallelujah. Salvation that connects us to God, to be born again. Nicodemus had a question. Nicodemus was a teacher of Israel, but he had a question. There was something that was irking Nicodemus. Nicodemus knew all the law. He was a teacher of the law, but there was something on the inside of Nicodemus that troubled him. Nicodemus wanted to truly know how to be connected to God. So the Bible tells us that Nicodemus went at night where he couldn't be seen. And he inquired of the Lord about the, 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 the quest to being born again. Hallelujah. Can a man enter into his mother's womb and be physically born again? Hallelujah. But Jesus turned around to us and said, no, 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 no. You must be born again of the Spirit. For when you are born again of the Spirit, that is an instant connectivity to God. Are you hearing me today? Hallelujah. Once you say, yes, Lord, I invite the Lord into your heart, there is an instant connectivity. You are instantly connected to Him. There is no waiting. There is no delay. It's not like 3G. Hallelujah. Well, sometimes you have to wait a little while because something happens. And there is an instant connection the moment you say, yes, Lord. The connectivity is instant. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are instantly translated from death to life. You are instantly translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And I want to encourage somebody today. If you haven't made that step, then today could be your day to be connected to Jesus. Are you hearing me? You've tried everything else, and everything else has failed. And when everything else fails, try Jesus, the songwriter says. You always think to yourself, you know, people always say, if I can see something, I can believe it. This is the, this is the concept of the man's mind. If I can, I believe this chair because I can see it. I believe it's real because I can see it. But God's thinking is not man's thinking. God is of the opposite opinion. Hallelujah. When you believe, then you will see. Are you hearing me? When you say yes, Lord, then your eyes are open. It's as if the scales are removed from your eyes and you see the reality of Jesus. And you are instantly connected to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Now you have a connection that needs to be maintained. You need to stay connected. Many believers have given their hearts to the Lord. They've accepted Jesus as their personal Savior. Well, then when push comes to show, trouble comes. Difficulties come. Situations change. And that connection always seems to be a slightly disconnected. They, they give their hearts to the Lord. They come to Him. Surrender their lives to Him. But in a very short space of time, some people seem to have disconnection problems. Why? Because God has given us tools to use to stay connected. So if we don't use those tools, 
that God has given us to stay connected, this connection will happen. Are you hearing me today? There are too many disconnected believers. We come to church Sunday after Sunday, but there is really no real connection with God. Amen? We come to church and we do all the church things. We look the part, we talk the part, we act the part, we do all of the, of the church events, but there's no real connection. You know when somebody is connected. I always use Reverend Johnson as, a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as an example. This man was connected to God. Whenever that man prayed, like it was as if heaven would come down. Oh, glory to God. Whenever he spoke, he always spoke life. He never spoke triviality. He never spoke nonsense. He would always try to build up and not tear down. Why? Because he had a connection with God. Are you hearing me today? And I'm asking the church today, what is your connection like with God? Is it fine on a Sunday? But then you reach the workplace Monday and there is no connection. That suggests to me that you were never truly connected in the first place. Are you hearing me, somebody? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm coming down. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, blessed be Jesus. Oh, blessed be his holy name. Hallelujah. When you stay connected to Jesus, it gives you all the access that he has. When you connect to the internet, it gives you all the access that the internet has. When you connect with Jesus and stay connected with Jesus, you have all the access that Jesus has to give and all the attributes that come from him. This analogy then is to be found in John 15. Jesus is saying that he is the vine and that his father is the vine dresser. The vine provides all that the tree needs. It provides the nutrients, the sustenance, it provides life, it provides vitality. All that is needed for the branches is encompassed within the vine. Are you hearing me today? Hallelujah. We then are those branches that need to be connected to the vine. Hallelujah. And if we can stay connected to the source, we will begin to bear fruit because the life from the source is within us. The life of the vine, hallelujah, gives life to the branches. Are you hearing me today? Hallelujah. God, hallelujah, is the vine dresser. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. And the scripture says in verse 2 that every branch that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And when I looked at that scripture, I thought that if he, he, he that, that it made the taking away, made that he cut it away. But it, it doesn't mean that in that particular verse. It means that it, he lifts up the branch to promote better growth. And every branch that bears fruit, God the vine dresser prunes so that it produces more fruit. Hallelujah. The scripture is speaking of being connected. And verse 4 goes on to say, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. You cannot bear fruit outside of God, outside of Jesus. Are you hearing me? Amen? 
You cannot bear fruit outside of God. So my question today to this congregation is are you connected to the vine? The scripture says by their fruit you will know them. We will know who is connected and who is disconnected by the fruit that they bear. So you can't fool anybody. Are you hearing me? When your behavior, your attitude, your, 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 your bad manners, your bad behavior is the thing that is most evident. That is the fruit that you are bearing. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me today? Huh? None of us can produce godly fruit unless we abide or are connected to the vine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew 17 and 18 says, A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear, fruit, bear good fruit. If a tree is rotten at the source, the fruit it bears will also be rotten. Just if like a tree is healthy at its core, it will only produce good and healthy fruit. A person truly connected to God will only produce good fruit. And a person who is disconnected from God can only produce bad fruit. Hallelujah. So once we are connected, how do we stay connected? How do we stay connected and ensure that we produce good fruit? Four points quickly before I close. Your prayer life. Hallelujah. Believers seem to be running away from the art of prayer. Hallelujah. But your prayer life will determine how connected you are to God. Prayer is a dialogue, not a monologue. Amen? Prayer is not a, a dialogue. It's not, a, it's not a, a monologue where you talk, just you one. But it's a dialogue where two people converse. Are you hearing me? And when you are truly connected to God, you speak to God, and God speaks back to you. Amen? But many of us, we enter into our prayer closet and it becomes a, a monologue rather than a dialogue where I want this God, I want that God, three bags full God, if you don't do this for me God, da 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 Sometimes we don't even take the time to listen to what God is saying to us. God is saying sometimes just be still and know that I am God. Hallelujah. It's a dialogue. God speaks. You listen. But we like to speak and we don't like to listen. Hallelujah. Especially when God is telling us something that we don't want to hear. Lord, I love him. God said, no, not for you. But Lord, I love him. God said, no, I've got something better prepared for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Prayer is the lifeblood of a believer's spiritual existence. Just as a natural man needs air, so the spiritual man needs prayer to survive. Are you hearing me? If you are struggling, if you feel disconnected from God, the first thing you need to check is your prayer life. Is your prayer life effective? Is your prayer life consistent? Are you hearing me today? Are you consistent in prayer? 
Is your prayer two minutes before you run out the house in the morning? Or do you spend quality time with God? You can tell somebody who spends time with God. Because when you stand before them, when they converse with you, all you can hear coming out of them is God. It is if God, means the Spirit of God is emanating from them. Because they spend consistent quality time with their connectivity with God. There are too many Christians whose prayer lives are disconnected. I know I'm not going to get any amens today, but it's true. Disconnected because your prayer life is ineffective. Hallelujah. Scripture says that the fervent and effectual prayer of a righteous man in the veil of much. Fervent means passionate intensity and effectual means successful in producing a result. So when we pray with a passionate intensity, it, it, it produces results. Sometimes we go before God and we have a need and we say, oh Lord, you know that I have this need. You know what I you know what I require, God. And God sometimes wants to come to wants us to come to Him with a passion, a fervent, burning passion. You don't have to be loud, but you can be fervent. It's all about what's going on in your heart. And sometimes people think it's volume. It doesn't necessarily have to be volume, but it has to be fervent. Burning, committed, sincere from your heart. I've seen God turn some situations. You know, sometimes I have to get mad with the devil. Sometimes I have a little prayer room at home, our spare bedroom, and I have to go in there and back up my courtyard. And I have to get ignorant with Satan. It's all right to get ignorant with Satan. And I have to go before God and I have to put down some serious prayer. I pray until I cry and sweat and you don't know which one gets combined with the other. All you know is running out between running because God, I need you to answer my prayer. Hallelujah. I don't think I have ever prayed with such intensity like that and God not answer my prayer. Are you hearing me today, church? Sometimes we need to get radical with the devil. Huh? You need to have righteous indignation. It's all right to be to have righteous indignation, man, with, with the enemy. Hallelujah. And this is why I love to hear you pray. When I'm in a room and I hear this man pray, it always just encourages me to pray more because of the connection. Are you hearing me? And that's why it's good for corporate prayer. Because when one begins to pray and the fire touches another one, then, then corporately, when the prayer goes up to heaven, Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. If we truly understood what happens when we come together and pray corporately. Hallelujah. With intensity and fervency. Oh, hallelujah. When the, the church is truly connected to God, it is a church that knows how to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Two minutes from coming down. Hallelujah. This type of prayer keeps us connected to the source. Glory to God. You know, a mobile phone 
Once you charge up that phone and you disconnect the charge from the source, you know that, that phone starts to lose charge whether you use it or not. You leave it for a day, you come back and that phone will lose charge. Yeah, are you hearing me today? That happens. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that's why we need to continually go back to God to recharge when our charge gets low. But some of us have been running on empty for too long. Running on the same drive five, five percent charge for too long. You know when you're dry. You know when you need to go before God. You don't let it be a crisis. Like I said before, that drives you to prayer. Are you hearing me? Don't, don't let it be a crisis that drives too many of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are reactionary to prayer. We react when something goes wrong. When something goes amiss. We run to God in prayer. But we need to be proactive in our prayer. Amen? Amen. We need to be proactive. When we are proactive in prayer, it goes before your problem. Are you hearing me? So when the problem comes in, its intensity is lessened because you your prayer has already gone before it. Don't wait until the horse has mounted before you shut the stable door. Oh, glory to God. You know, sometimes you'll be a pastor. Pray for me. Oh, this is going on. Oh, pastor, that is going on. But sometimes you know, if that individual album would only just take the time to pray continually, stay connected to God. Sometimes you don't need to come and beg pastor to pray a prayer, and they can pray for themselves. Hallelujah. Because when the thing gone bad, that's when they come. Are you hearing me? When the thing got rock loud, then that's when they come. Hallelujah. But be proactive in your prayer. Let your prayer go before your situations. Oh, glory to God. Prayer is one of the things, the tools that God has given us to be connected to him. Hallelujah. One o'clock. I'm done it. I'm done it. I'm done it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The scripture says to pray without ceasing. But we can't spend all day on our knees. If you've got a job, you can't pray all day. You know what I mean? But what we need to do is to walk in the spirit. When you walk in the spirit, it shows that you are connected to God. We need to say sometimes in your even your lunch, you say hallelujah. You say glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. That is connectivity with God. Amen. Amen. It's connectivity with God. When you thank the Lord in the morning, you thank him in the afternoon, you thank him in the midday. When I first became a Christian, the man that used to laugh at me. Hallelujah. I used to work in the kitchen when there were 30 men, 30 chefs. And you know what chefs are like. You see, going around there on the Monday. The mouth almighty and the cursing and all them bad things. When I became a Christian, I told the man that I got saved. I said, you, a Christian. They laughed me to scorn. And I used to take time every afternoon. I used to go into the toilet. And I used to sit down there and pray. And I know that some of the man used to come and listen to hear this, this guy who says he's a Christian pray. They wanted to see the authentication of what my mouth was telling them. Are you hearing me today? Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm coming down. I'm coming down. We need to fast. Hallelujah. Fasting keeps you connected to the source. Jesus himself fasted. When was the last time you fasted? Anybody fast last week? Hands up. Glory to God. Fasting needs to become a regular part of our lives. We need to be fasting on a weekly basis. And sometimes we fast because we have an issue. Again, and there's nothing wrong with that to fast because you have an issue. But I tell you something again, if you, if you fast without an issue, again, it clears the way for when the issue comes. That the solution comes with it. But sometimes we just see the fool and say, oh, I don't <laughs> No, the devil bad. Trust me. One time when I was in this kitchen that I used to work and I was on fasting. And I was talking to this young lady. And she knew she knew I liked sweets and cakes. And I still do today. And as I looked away one time, and I turned back, this girl just shot one patisserie back right in my mouth. Right in my mouth, right when I'm on fasting. I had to spit the thing out. Run to the toilet, wash out my way. You did that for Raja. I said, I'm on fasting. We need to fast more. Hallelujah. Jesus was not ambiguous as to whether the church would fast. Hallelujah. He said, When you fast, not if, in Matthew 6 16 and 17, he said, They will fast. He promised in Matthew 9, verse 15, that they will fast. The early church also fasted in Acts 9 and 9, 13 and 2, 14 and 23. For 2,000 years, the church has been fasting. Hallelujah. Some of us do not fast because of what we have to give up. But this spiritual discipline always rewards us with far more gain. Whether it be for healing, deliverance, to overcompensation, protection, guidance, fasting allows us to be built up in the spirit man. And it increases our awareness of God's presence in our life. Every hunger pang, oh Lord, helps us to focus on God. You know, you better start rolling to me and start make up nice. You, you, you know what I'm saying, brother. Uh, don't, don't sit there so dignified, you know. <laughs> don't sit there so dignified, brother. You know exactly what I mean. When you better start rolling because of us, every pang says, Lord Jesus. I know why I'm on this fast because God, I need something for it. Connectivity to God. Fasting connects you to God. Worship connects you to God. We heard a wonderful exposition last week from Raymond Dyer about how worship connects you to God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. The scripture tells us that he inhabits the praises of his people. So when you begin to worship and open yourself up to God, he comes and he makes a seat. He makes himself comfortable and sits right in the middle of your situation. And when you begin to open up to him, it seems as if your problem begins to dissipate. Raymond said last week that you can't, you can't um, worship up in mix. I think he said that. I'm sure I heard him say that. You can't be true in true worship and be vexed with your brother and sister when you truly open yourself to the spirit of God uh, that kind of mindset has to dissipate worship connects you to God so as Raymond said last when you come here brethren I implore you if you don't worship please begin to open 
yourself up to worship. Hallelujah. Worship is connectivity to God. When you don't worship that connection that you should have in the spirit that removes all your problems, removes all your sicknesses, removes all your worries, removes all your financial embarrassment, when you open yourself up to God, things change. Nobody should ever come to this house of God and leave the same way they come in. Because if you have a mindset to worship, things will change in your life. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory. What we do with our finances. All oh, shows sure, sure, how connected you are to God. Oh, Pastor, why did you, you have to go there? Couldn't we just leave here today without you mentioning money? I'm sorry. But if we're talking about connectivity to God, then we have to talk about money. Don't we, Bishop? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew 6 and 21 says, Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Hallelujah. What you do with your money shows where your heart is at. Are you hearing me? What is the major thing that you spend your money on? That is where your heart is at. Money leaves a trail to your heart. If you want to find out what somebody, where somebody's heart is at, you see what they do with their money. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll leave that one there. Hallelujah. 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 Will you stand over, please, brethren? I'm going to close. And I'm closing with this question. Hallelujah. I also put in here before I came up to speak today. Coming to church also helps to keep you connected. Uh, you can tell you, yeah, that's all right. I can stay home and do my thing, watch God channel, do the rest of it, praise God at home. You can do that, it's great. But my, 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 my thing that I always say to people is, when they talk to me about, I don't need to come to church, I say, do, do you like listening to music? They say, yeah. Do you like listening to music at home on your ones? They say, yeah. I said, okay. But every now and then, don't you feel like you could be a part of something, a gathering where everybody's liking and listening to the same music because people feed off each other, amen? And they say, yeah. I said, well, that's exactly what I'm talking about when you need to come to church. The Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Do not forsake it because there is much in it. Some of us are losing our connectivity because we do not frequent the house of God. And I'm not speaking to anyone in particular, so don't take it personal. Are you hearing me? But at the same token, if the cat feeds, you put it on. <laughs> Amen. If the cat feeds, you wear it. Because I prepared this sermon last night. Let's go. ourselves in the house of God where we feed up each other. You know, sometimes when you when you come to church and just that one song, Bishop, if nothing else, just that one song just speaks into your circumstance and revives you. Hallelujah. A word of encouragement when you speak to someone at the door and they start speaking about your personal circumstance as if they were in your house the night before. 
if you don't come and dwell and mingle with the brethren, you miss out on that connectivity with each other. The Lord might have given someone a word for you specifically, but you miss it because you're not here. Hallelujah. If we're serious about connectivity with God, hallelujah, we need to find ourselves in the house of God. The question is, as I leave today, how connected to you are the source? Hallelujah. Were you once connected and now disconnected? What you need to do is to retrace your steps and find out where that disconnection took place. Wherever the disconnection took place, you need to bring it before God. You need to repent maybe. Pray and ask God to forgive you and to reconnect you today. Are you hearing me today? One time I was doing a function and I used to have these electrical shaping dishes. You know shaping dishes? Where you put the food and you put the gas underneath. But these ones were electrical, Brother Charlie. And where I had the food, the only plug was like yonder. So I had my shaping dishes there, and I ran to the plug right across yonder. I plugged it in, and I pressed it on, and I ran back to the shaping dishes expecting the water to be boiling and everything to be hot so I could put the food in everything, cook and curry. Glory to God. And to my surprise, the water's cold. So I'm thinking, well, what's going on here? So I ran back again to the plug, checked the plug. The plug was turned on. I ran back to the shaping dishes. I looked. The water's still cold. I thought, what is going on? The people are coming. I need to keep the food out. What is going on? I ran back to the plug and then bingo. Something tell me what you need to do. Hallelujah. What I heard was a connection lead. What do you call them? Them love connection leads. What I failed to do was to connect. The lead to the plug to the to the shaping dish thing of a drink needed to be a connection. And then when I realized there was a disconnect, and that's why the water was cold. As soon as I put them together, bingo! Things start bubbling, everything nice. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You need to retrace your steps. You need to find out where the disconnection is. You need to reconnect by through prayer. Hallelujah. You need to repent of your sin. You need, to, you need to tell God, Lord, I am sorry. Some of us are disconnected through illicit sexual relationships. And I, and I, and I say that now today without no fear. Somebody has disconnected with God through illicit, unmarried sexual intercourse. And it's caused a disconnect in the spirit realm. But you still do what you do. And it's still some good. But there's coming a day. God is not mocked. God is not mocked, brethren. God is not mocked. Hallelujah. And the day is coming where God is going to fix your business unless you repent and you go back to that place where the disconnect happened and connect with him again. God is merciful. If it was one time, we would have been wiped out. Old Testament theology is a wipe out theology. You play with God, better. you're gone. Huh? You are Sadonias and Sapphira. Hallelujah. 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 
Not Ananias and Sapphira, sorry, not Ananias and Sapphira. Um, Old Testament, Moses' day. Old Testament theology. Wipe out theology. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But God is a merciful God and we still live in an, under a dispensation called grace. Uh, where God will overlook your fault. Amen? God will overlook what you've done and allow you to be reconnected to the source and allow you to do what he has called you to do so you don't have to keep looking over your shoulder when is judgment coming? Because even though you're in grace, you understand that judgment is still around the corner. Hallelujah. I need to pray for somebody today before I leave. Is there a disconnect in your life? Hallelujah. Where you are disconnected from the source. The source that you was once connected to. You are now disconnected. It doesn't mean you're not saved, you know. It doesn't mean that if you die today, you're not going to be with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But God wants to restore you. Hallelujah. He wants to put you back in right standing with him. Hallelujah. He wants to look down from heaven and see his son and his daughter in right standing with him. Can I pray for somebody today? You're disconnected and you need to be reconnected today. The altar is here. Please come. Hallelujah. Don't look around to see who else is coming. Please come. We've got five minutes and then we're going to leave. Um, I, um, I haven't been truthful today, have I? It's not good, is it? Uh, 16 minutes past. But you see, I just have to go by the leading of the Spirit this morning. So in a way, I can't really make an apology. Is there anybody else who will come this morning? Disconnect. Hallelujah. You pray. You, sometimes you kneel down to pray. And you can't even find the words. I know that God hears even the groanings and the intents of the heart, but you just wanna you just wanna feel like you're reconnected again. You you pray and it seems as though you're beating the air. It seems as though your prayer is not even getting through. There's a disconnect in your life. And in this age of connectivity, you need to be reconnected to God today. Hallelujah. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming to this altar. Hallelujah. But I believe in my heart that there are others. I'm not going to drag this thing out. Hallelujah. If you need to come, just come. And let us pray and be reconnected. Hallelujah to the source. The source is life. Hallelujah. The source is life. 